and welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from beautiful Northern California. And it's Sunday evening. You know, it's only 5.25 in the evening, and um, it's pitch dark outside. Um, Gosh, this time of year is just, you know, so crazy. But anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. It's uh, January 10th, and uh, I don't think I've recorded this year. I'm a little behind. So anyway, if uh, if I haven't connected with you this year, um, Happy New Year to you. I hope, uh, gosh, I hope 2021 is going to be a much better year <laughs> than uh, 2020. Um, let's not look back, you guys. Well, I guess we should learn from our lessons. Um, but let's let's look forward with optimism and hope. Uh, that's that's really the basis of, of our Catholic faith is it's based in in hope and optimism. Um, so let's try to, uh, you know, be a reflection of that to the world. Well, today, <clears throat> excuse me, today was uh, just a great, wonderful day. It's the uh, celebration of the baptism of our Lord. Um, and uh, I was able to uh, preach. We still have outdoor, ma- outdoor masses. So at St. Joseph's, we had um, an outdoor mass. You know, luckily, this is one of the beautiful things about uh, California, there's there is a lot of downside, as as many of you know of of a lot of things in California. But one of the beautiful things about California is the weather, and here we are, um, the tenth of January, and uh, we are forced to have outdoor masses. But the weather is beautiful, um, so we're in the middle. I was going to say the middle of winter, but I guess in reality we're just starting winter. Um, across uh, the land, across the nation. And even though many places have cold, cold weather and snow, um, we still have blue skies. And um, it was a little nippy. Uh, We have uh, outdoor masses because of the uh, COVID restrictions still. Uh, We moved our mass, our morning mass. Uh, We combined our masses. And then we also moved it uh, to 10 o'clock to try to get a little bit more warmth. Um, but today I think it was um, high 40s, close to 50 degrees at 10 o'clock. And uh, I was going to say the sun was shining, um, but I think there was a, just a slight cloud cover that muted the sun. But it was warm enough. Probably that, that, that light cloud cover um, probably held in some of the heat. Um, it didn't seem as cold. Um, there was no wind at all, so that probably helped. But it was actually uh, rather nice. Um, quite a few hundred people uh, showed up today for the outdoor mass, which was nice. I was able to, uh, it was my turn to preach. So I preached uh, today. And um, and then I was able to do a wonderful thing. We have a little mission church um, up in the mountains um, in a small, I was going to say town, but it's not even really a town, um, township, I don't, I don't know, a um, place called Dobbins, Dobbins, California, up in the mountains. We have a little tiny mission church there, and uh, we have Mass there just once a month. Um, it's usually the first uh, Sunday of the month at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but because of the holiday, it got bumped to the second Sunday. So I was able to go up there and preach. Uh, we had 17 people show up, <laughs> mostly elderly people, but not all. We had some younger people there too, and, uh, and it was just very delightful uh, to be able to do that. Well, I wanted to share uh, this gospel message with you. Um, I think it uh, will help us um, kind of understand in a more in-depth way what it means to be a Christian and what our baptism means. Like I said, we're celebrating uh, the baptism of Jesus Christ, um, and I think we can learn from it. 
So one of the shortest Gospels um, that we share in, in Mass um, is today, and it's from the Gospel of uh, Mark. It's Mark uh, chapter uh, 1, verse 7 through 11. It's just six lines. Let me share that with you. Um, here goes. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and a spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. That's it. Six lines. I was going to say six short lines, um, but they're actually, some of those are kind of compound sentences. <laughs> that, so they're not too short, but they're just seven or six sentences. Well, anyway, there's a lot of information in those six sentences. So I was hoping uh, to share um, a little bit of reflection on those six sentences with you. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, kick up your feet or kick your shoes off. Uh, lean back in the recliner or kick your, pe- your feet up on an ottoman. Um, you can pause this if you want and go get something cool to drink. And uh, when you're done pausing it, turn it back on and we'll jump right in. So here we go. Today we celebrate the Lord's baptism by John in the Jordan River. This celebration marks a turning point in the church's liturgical calendar. This weekend, the Christmas season ends, and we will once again return to ordinary time. Although today's gospel message is short in length, having only six sentences, it contains an abundance of meaning for us as followers of Christ. We are presented with an example of faith, humility, and also revelation of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Gospel begins with John proclaiming that one greater than himself will be coming, that he is not worthy to be compared to the one that is to come, and that there will be a new type of baptism of much greater importance than what he can administer. John is quick to direct attention away from himself and on to the awaited Messiah. He exhibits sincere and true humility. He also clarifies that there will be a notable and profound difference between his baptism of water and that of a baptism with the Holy Spirit. In John's baptism, as with the other rites of the Old Testament, grace was only signified or symbolized. In his baptism, the external act of cleansing was just that, an outward gesture of a desire for repentance. However, the new baptism... The one instituted by Christ not only signifies grace, but is the effective cause of grace. It actually confers grace. St. Pius X explained, Baptism confers the first sanctifying grace and the supernatural virtues, taking away original sin and any other personal sins as with an adult baptism, as well as the entire debt of punishment which the baptized person owes for sin. In addition, baptism impresses the Christian character in the soul and makes it able to receive the other sacraments. 
powerful, isn't it? It all starts with baptism. I think it also is pertinent to point out that this act of baptism by Jesus is also his initial act of becoming public and beginning his public ministry. Until then, his life was mostly hidden. Often the question is asked, why did Jesus need to be baptized, especially if he was without sin? The answer is, he didn't. At least not in the same sense as to why we must be baptized. Yet his baptismal act not only connected him with all of humanity, it also set a precedence for others to follow. He was, in essence, leading the way and teaching by example. And it was through his baptism that sanctified the waters of baptism for all who were to follow for all of eternity, and also revealed to us the Holy Trinity. On coming up and out of the water, the heavens were torn open, and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven heaven claiming Jesus is God's Son. There it is, the Trinity revealed. Jesus as the Son of God, the Holy Spirit expressed as a dove, and God speaking from heaven. This baptism was the public manifestation of Jesus as the Son of God and as Messiah, ratified by the presence of the Blessed Trinity. St. Thomas Aquinas described the event as follows. The Holy Spirit descended visibly in bodily form upon Christ when he was baptized, so that we may believe him to descend invisibly upon all those who are baptized afterwards. Yes, we must have faith to believe. Yet Christ and God knew that, and that is why they gave us a sign to help us believe. And there are a few more things for us to consider from this short gospel reading. In Christ's baptism, he laid the foundation for a new dispensation of grace. From that moment, the baptized received remission from sin, became a child of God, a member of his church, and a citizen of heaven. This baptism becomes the gateway to the life of grace and the door which gives access to the other sacraments. It is a necessary act for a life in Christ. It also defines our rights and responsibilities as a Christian, our privileges, and our mission. It is through our baptism and living out our baptismal promises that unites us with Christ, and in this union we can find the strength to go about doing good and living as beloved sons and daughters by faith in the Son of God who lives in us. It is the duty of the baptized then to make a life of grace and a daily life of avoiding sin. Now knowing this, let us take a moment and reflect upon our lives, our actions, our habits, and our interests, especially in light of who we are called to be as sons and daughters of God. We are called to be holy, disciplined, charitable, forgiving, compassionate, and most of all, loving. Well, do we hit the mark? Or is there room for improvement? Probably some room for improvement, at least in my case, maybe in yours as well. So where do we begin? All it takes is one visit with the priest for confession to purify our souls, remove the barriers of God's grace, and to return our souls to the state of our baptism, sinless. So here is our challenge. Following the example of John the Baptist, let us today respond in faith and humility, 
opening ourselves to the effects of the Holy Trinity, and commit to living profoundly deeper and meaningful lives as Christians. All this from just six short sentences from the Gospel of Mark. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Well, there you go. Gives you something to think about anyway. Well, happy baptism of our Lord, everybody, and happy new year to you. And thank you for taking the time to listen to The Catholic Journey. I feel full of hope and optimism that 2021 is going to be a great year for many of us. I think a lot of that has to do with our attitudes, I think our fighting spirit, and also really trying to live a fervent Christian life. So think about your life, think about your actions, your behaviors, let's set some goals, not the usual New Year's goals, which uh, I think are good ones, where to eat healthier, um, if you drink alcohol, to drink less, or to give up alcohol, try to lose some weight, those are all great things. But at a much deeper and maybe at a core level, let's start thinking about just who we are as a person, especially who we are as a son or daughter of God. And think about how we're living our lives. We should be joyful with what we do, but we should be discipled. Um, We should be disciplined, I'm sorry, as disciples. And we should also really um, keep our eye on the goal. That goal is union with Christ and the ultimate reward, which will be our uh, eternity in heaven. So let's uh, keep happy, let's keep positive, let's keep uh, plowing forward, and uh, let's spread uh, love through the world and be a reflection of God's love as well. Have a great day, you guys. Until next week, um, God bless. 